This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. On a Saturday night in the Delaware Valley, oh my, what an unbelievable week it's been <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia. Welcome in, everybody, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with Jay Doc in the studio. I'm Joe Krause as we come to you uh, live on a Saturday night from down in Fourth and Market, uh, and we encourage and urge all those listening tonight on the road to be safe, J-Doc, because as the weather comes in, uh, it will be challenging making your way around the Delaware Valley tonight. Absolutely, Joe. What a... What an unbelievable week in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, we need we need to break almost. It was such an incredible week. Eagles Super Bowl champions. Uh, shout outs. Uh, and to any, anybody who went to the parade saw what a spectacle it was. I was talking to Dan Loney. 700,000 people. I doubt it. Try four times that amount. What an amazing thing to be a part of. And I want to give shout outs to our union brothers and sisters. And our city leaders, uh, everybody across Philadelphia. And I'm going to start off with our number one union members at this time, the Philadelphia Eagles members of the NFL Players Association. Congratulations. And then IATSE 8, Joe. Man, let me tell you, we they put that parade, they put, they put the whole thing together and took it down in like three days. Philadelphia building trades, city workers. And our political leaders and officials, first responders, Philadelphia Police and Fire Department, Mayor Kim, Jim Kenney and, and Governor Tom Wolf. What a great job by everybody. All right, all good stuff. And we will continue throughout this next hour uh, to send out some accolades on what was a terrific week. Right now, breaking news uh, from this week. And we want to bring in uh, Sam Pond uh, to join us as we're going to uh, get an understanding about SB 936, breaking news from Senate Bill uh, 936, which which occurred this week, didn't make the front page uh, of the Inquirer or the Daily News, but Sam Pond joining us now uh, here on the hotline, right here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Sam, I welcome you in, uh, and we bring you on because uh, what you're about to tell us um, has a direct impact uh, on everyone that goes to work in the Delaware Valley. Yeah, good evening, Joes. Good evening uh, to your wonderful audience, um, well, we have a, you know, look, nothing's going to compare to what happened um, last Sunday and this week in our great city and the celebration and celebrations that we continue to have. Um, a little celebration that we had this week that was that we, we beat the first attempt um, to have this piece of workers' comp uh, legislation passed. Uh, it was a tie, so the, the insurance industry and big business lost uh, against civil justice and, and the working men and women and, and organized labor. Organized labor has always came in uh, heavy to oppose this bill that would take away basically the medical care for injured workers. If they lose the medical care, um, they don't have a life. They don't have a chance. They can't get back. Think about it. Just going to work and uh, having your medical care not there when you get injured on work. 
not able to get better. Uh, your whole family is freaked out. Uh, your life is ruined. This is what we're talking about, and, and this is what's happening. And 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 Sam, when you, when when you say that to 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 actually kind of to 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 put it in other words, imagine going to work and not being really insured. I mean, that would, in a sense, be what it would be like because the workers' comp carriers would be controlling the medical, and at that point, they're already at close to an 80% clip of turning everybody down. Am I correct? Joe, you know what? I couldn't say it better. It basically is going to uh, not having any insurance when you get injured, seriously injured. I mean, we talk about, we see people every day that uh, their lives are ruined, their careers are over, seriously injured and not having insurance. Um, you're absolutely correct. That's what that's what this bill is about. It's the same bill that came out uh, in June in House Bill 18 uh, under the guise and under the horrible, horrible, horrible neon, horrible sign of saying this is something to deal with opioids. It has nothing to do with opioids. Um, but think about that. This is how despicable. This is how committed the insurance industry is for profits at the on the backs of working men and women when they get into a job. It's it's just unimaginable. But it's happening. But we all have to wake up. You know, just like the Eagles. Um, and their fight to get together, we have to continue to keep our coalition together of the medical community, the trial bar, and organized labor and committed uh, consumer groups to stop this. They are relentless. They are relentless. They have Brady at the helm. The Eagles show that they could beat it. We've beat it twice. We beat it in June of 16. We beat it in June of 17. And we got to continue to fight. But I'm a little worried, Joe. I'm a little worried about the level of complacency. There doesn't seem to be a lot of voices out there, you know, fighting back like we fought back in June. And everybody's got to get it, you know, get back in the saddle, um, you know, put the pads on and let's go. Sam Pond joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Sam, I almost think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel as though it's time to start the education process at its most basic fundamental in terms of understanding what it means and understanding what this bill means. Uh, this bill would be devastating to anyone that goes to work, yet, as you said, and I can't, I don't understand it, um, why there's not more uh, of a groundswell uh, opposing it. Well, you know, Joe. And, Joe, we, we talked about this. We've talked about this a lot off the air about the public relations. Um, you know, and I was, I was around town last night just talking to some people about it. And I was, I was literally going up to just the kind of the man on the street. Um, and I was talking to, to one woman and her father, who's probably in his late 50s, worked as a chef, um, got injured. Uh, and she, she was just, she was, to the point where she was of the mindset that anyone that brings a claim is somehow a fraud, even though her fraud father got, <laughs> you know, run over by the insurance company in his own claim after working 35 years. Right. So we have a, we have a, <laughs> if you can imagine this, we have this mindset that the insurance company and people that file claims are somehow not frauds. I'm going to tell you, as an officer of the court, this is not hype. This is the truth. Insurance companies commit fraud each and every day, just on our clients, not, not everyone else's clients, but everybody. Our clients, I haven't had one client charged with fraud. They're simply going to work. They get injured. And now, as Joe said, they don't have any insurance to pay for their medical. And by the way, if that's not going to be paid and they're catastrophic, someone's going to have to pick it up. 
And guess who's going to pick it up? Not the responsible insurance company who charged the employer the premium, but the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That's who's going to pick it up. Or the health and welfare fund of a union that's funded by their members. They're not supposed to be paying for it. The insurance company is. There's no public policy for this. None. We have got to get back to good government. We have got to have politicians start to do their jobs as to what's best for the system and not what's best for their political careers. Sam, let me ask you a question. Um, do you think, because I know in organized labor, we're constantly getting attacked. You, you know, we, you and I have talked about it on the air and off the air uh, dozens of times with, with um, legislation like right to work and paycheck uh, protection, what we call deception, on a constant basis. And what happens is, and what always is my biggest fear, and you know, it sounds like it's you know it's the same for you specifically uh, in these type in this type of area, where people, uh, you know, we we get done one fight, we're barely coming up for air, and the right is already hitting with new hitting us with new legislation. Uh, I, I always tell listeners, and I always tell our union members, listen. It should be part of your. It's part of your job to continue to fight because this is a relentless group on the right, and it's corporate greed at its worst. Do you feel like it's the same type of situation where, like you said, eighteen House Bill eighteen hundred two years ago, House Bill eighteen last year. Now we're we're looking at Senate Bill nine thirty six. Uh, shouldn't people understand that there's people out there to attack that are going to attack us and they're going to be relentless, and we got to be just as relentless right back. Yeah, and I think that the people really have to educate. And I think both of you know, Joe, as you just said it, and, and Joe, what's really motivating here, because there's really no reason for this legislation. Insurance companies are making profits hand over fist in the Commonwealth. They've been doing that since 1996 when we had the changes in 96 and 93. The Chamber of Commerce has no business even even having this issue come up. Um, because the Chamber of Commerce, the, the businesses are running great in our Commonwealth. Workers' Comp has nothing to do with it at all with the bottom line. So the really, why, what's the motivation? The motivation is to gut organized labor, the access to civil justice, and basically get rid of the middle class. They don't want to have the working person or anyone else but the, the, the top 5% to have a voice. None. So if they take away organized labor, one of the, the, the pillars of the middle class, the only real pillar left in the, in, in the trial words is the second, but they're the two pillars, and they know the far right. The other side knows if they devastate them, if they decimate them, if they take them down, there's nothing that's going to stop them from running roughshod with products, with no workers' rights, nothing to protect the middle class, nothing. And no decent wage, no decent pension, no decent life, no decent hope. No, really, the American dream will be taken away from 95% of Americans. Joe, Joe. You guys are my contemporaries. We grew up knowing that we had the American dream. We had that hope. We knew it. We could do it. We worked hard. We had a shot. It was there because our, our folks had a, a good collectively, collective bargaining. They had health care through the union. They had health care through a state, the state that they worked for. They did have Social Security there to back them up. If something, God forbid, happened, they didn't get kicked to the curb. They got taken care of. The medical bills were picked up. Before... Before, the social programs that we have, and these programs that are there, are to help the victims and the disabled when they have a tough day. Th- these things are being taken away. But there's a plan. There's a strategy. And that's what I was going to ask that. you, Sam. What, what's the status right now, and what is our strategy to fight this? Our strategy is always defensive, regrettably, 
because we need more, more people to get motivated and not be apathetic. There has to be a call to arms. There has to be a call to arms. We need a Doug Peterson calling big-time plays and then executing on them. Not ideas, but really where the rubber meets the road. We have some, great, we have some of the greatest labor leaders in the country, in this city. Whether you're talking about John Dockery, whether you're talking about Joe Ashdale, Ryan Border, uh, Wayne Miller, I can go on and on. Pat Eiding. Mikey Barnes, Pat Eiding. How many? I mean, we can just go on and on. Committed. I mean, they've committed their life to this. But you know what? They need help. They need everyone to get behind them and listen to them and support them. And we need more of that. We just need more of it. We have to fight back. We can't erode. We can't play defense. We just got to get on the other side of the 50 and start attacking and get some lights back. Now, Sam, before you go, because I know you're busy, um, tell us, you know, our listeners, what they can do to, to, to voice their opinion to their uh, political leaders and say no. Everybody that's listening to this show, you have got to send an email, which will take you literally less than three minutes or five minutes. Call my office, but find out who your state representative is. Find out who your state senator, but most importantly, your state rep, because this will come up for reconsideration in the next five weeks. You've got to call them. You've got to email them, and you've got to tell them to vote against this, to vote no on the reconsideration for Senate Bill 936. It's that important. Sam Pond joining us tonight with breaking news here on a Saturday night on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. And, of course, Sam, our full support and the platform of Talk Radio 1210 uh, to um, saturate the market with the message needed uh, as we prepare uh, and brace for that. On a Saturday night as we end uh, this week here in the Delaware Valley, oh, what a great week it was to be a Philadelphian uh, in the city, Sam. Uh, Well done. Thanks for the work, my friend, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Always, always a Appreciate the support and hard work of of, uh, you guys in the labor program. It's a difference maker. Uh, Keep up the good work, and thanks. Thank you, Sam. All right, good stuff from Sam Pond here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Again, Senate Bill 936, getting uh, all of the details uh, from the top workers' compensation attorney, Sam Pond, joining us here uh, tonight. Jay Doc will continue to remind our listeners tonight and every week that we proceed forward uh, about defeating Senate Bill 936. Uh, The ramifications are uh, serious. Um, The... uh, Um, attempt to amend the original Workers' Compensation Act um, is far outreaching and I think far more than most of us, me Mm, included, even understand. Well, the thing is, it's relentless. Uh, You know, you're talking about uh, you know, attacks from the right that, that working people go through all the time and working people are busy in their daily lives going to work, doing, you know, raising their families. And before you know it, uh, a House bill or a Senate bill 936 comes up and knocks half their, you know, injured workers' benefits that they think are there. They don't even, it's like going out on a tightrope and thinking you got a net under you and you don't have it. And, and, And it's just relentless. But as working people, we got to stand up for ourselves. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries. We're powered by Pond Lahaki. We're fueled by the Senesta Hotel, uh, and we're driven by Chapman Ford, where President's Day sales savings are happening all month long uh, up on the boulevard. Go see our good friend Jimmy Stevenson. If you are uh, if you go to work every day, if uh, go see Jim Stevenson. He'll take good care of you uh, up at Chapman Ford. We're going to come back after our first commercial break, J-Doc, uh, and tell all of our listeners and follow up and begin the dialogue 
on Philly at Work. It's our jobs initiative here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor back in a moment. Prior to today, there was very little comprehensive focus on employment opportunities for our most vulnerable. Now, thanks to Philadelphia Works, we can bring these stakeholders together around a singular goal, finding work experiences for young people. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to Sam Pond for checking in uh, and kicking off the big show today uh, with all that conversation about uh, Senate Bill 936. J. Doc, obviously very very important. We'll use uh, the power of this radio station and our forum here on a Saturday night uh, to continue to talk about it. Don't forget, coming up at 8 o'clock tonight, Dan Loney will be here. He'll take you into the night. He's got the answer. How many people... Lined up for the parade. Dan Loney will bring you the exact details and all of the analytics, as well as some great conversation. Dan Loney taking you into the night uh, from 8 Absolutely. to 11 o'clock. Jay Duck, you heard Mayor Kenny uh, in an audio bite coming out of our commercial break leading into a segment. And I, I played that specific audio bite from uh, Mayor Kenny just as a lead-in for us three weeks ago right here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, in the studio. We talked about Philly at Work and our small business initiative uh, in partnership with Saturday Night Live. Uh, and Philly Labor, that is now um, getting ready to depart. That's getting ready to spread the wings Absolutely. of what we set. The foundation has been set, uh, and we're going to begin that process. We're going to start it tonight with a follow-up and then go from there. Listen, um, you know, the first two shows of every month are going to be dedicated to our jobs initiative. And uh, here on today's show, uh, we're going to have uh, Mike, Fer- uh, Mike Ferraro uh, of, of Bridging the Gap, who does a phenomenal job. Uh, he's going to join us every month, but he'll be on at the, at the top of the, or at the middle of the hour. Um, he's, he, he, he does a great job with veterans and, and getting them jobs. Well, tell the listeners, small business, tell the listeners what, what it means. What, small business initiative, Philly at work, what does that mean? Define it, it for everyone. Listen, it means uh, a, a, a creating an initiative uh, that provides opportunities out there for those individuals that are seeking jobs in the Philadelphia region. Uh, it also means, uh, you know, targeting the veterans that, that have uh, you know given their lives to defending our country and when they come back they deserve opportunities it it, it means targeting second chance opportunities for those individuals that are coming back into society so that they don't repeat the same mistakes is this a fair statement jay doc it also affiliate work a small business initiative also means uh, you tell me if this is accurate or not. It also means keeping small businesses that's right healthy in the city of Philadelphia. Exactly. Yes? So, so sixty to eighty, sixty to seventy percent of all jobs are provided by small businesses. Okay, and as a labor movement, uh, like Pat Odding says, we don't only care about those individuals that work under a collective bargaining agreement, which means for a union, we care about you know everybody getting a job. And in order to do that, we have to keep our small businesses healthy. And so as part of our jobs initiative, we're also going to have a small business initiative, which means creating opportunities for small businesses so they so they stay healthy so they can continue to grow and provide our workers with with jobs and that's really what it's about you can't have one without the other and that is a really important point so let me talk about the small job small jobs and some of those details and some of those details Jay duck when you get right down to it when you when you peel back the onion for backup for, for lack of a better uh, expression when you peel it back and you start to 
to zero in on small businesses being healthy. Um, there's the question of resources. Right. There's the understanding about what it means uh, about uh, how employee p- potential employees are screened, for example, how they're reviewed. What the, the from a okay. human resource exactly. Aspect. So so when you talk about the, our small uh, our jobs initiative, there's a small business initiative within it. Um, we just met with mean council. What? what does that mean? Well, like you just said, you know, the, the small businesses that are participating in our jobs initiative, they're going to get opportunities at resources. Like you said, some of these small businesses don't have a built-in HR department, don't have a marketing department like a major corporation. We're going to provide them with resources that allow them to do that. Um, you know, we met with Councilman David O this week as part of the Philly Jobs Initiative. Like I said, we're going to have a major small business uh, initiative. because council? and David O's uh, how did that conversation go? I know when we launched or we, we started this, uh, the dialogue for this program three weeks ago right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, David uh, uh, David actually called in, Councilman David O called in uh, to kick off the announcement of the program. Exactly. So what we're going to do as we initially launch is, so you see we got Mike Farrell and, and the, the, the veterans jobs situation. We're going to have HR department people come in. But... With Councilman David O, we're going to we're going to organize the um, small business association leaders. We're going to utilize utilize our radio platform here on twelve ten uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. So we expand into the labor force. We're going to put together small business forums. We're going to put bring the, the heads of the small business associations in to talk about their issues, to see how we can help them, to you know, so that they can be heard. Uh, we're going to put together roundtables with small business owners with employers so they get the opportunity to you know voice their 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 issues and also uh create an atmosphere of growth one of the things we're going to do is something called business match one of the things i think is so incredibly important is to take is to encourage business to business so businesses that can help one another grow and we're going to do that hugely on this radio program. We're going to do it when we get to our, 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 our job fairs and our small business expos. That's a huge... You can't expect small businesses and the small business community who, by the way, have been hit with some you know pretty intense legislation and sometimes feel crippled. Uh, you can't expect them to participate in your program unless you can help them grow. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And we're going to spoon feed it to the Delaware Valley, starting with tonight. Mike Ferraro from Bridging the Gap will join us coming up after uh, our uh, second commercial break. Gary Rich from Rich Success Academy uh, will be on with Mike Ferraro. We'll have the two on when we come back after uh, the commercial break. And then from Prudential, Maria Morales will join us uh, after our third break of the hour, leading us into the close uh, of the show. And all three um, will start to set the table uh, for us. And as you said, Jay Doc, before we go to break, um, I ju- I'll give you 30 seconds to just kind of, um, again, reinforce the support from the city of Philadelphia. Councilman David O. has pledged his support sure. behind the program. Listen, we're la- we're launching this program for our our businesses, so that you know, it's part of our jobs community. Uh, Councilman David O. is uh, totally on board. Obviously, we're hoping to get all the, uh, the the city officials on board, including the mayor's office, uh, because we need our small businesses to grow. 
if we're going to have a jobs initiative. And, it, you know, so in other words, one hand washes the other in a positive growth sense, and we can't wait to do it. All right, all good stuff. Again, talk about Philly at Work, a small business initiative. We'll get started uh, with that when we come back after the uh, commercial break. Do you know what Senate Bill 936 is? If you don't, look it up. And stay tuned to this radio program every week as we continue uh, to push that message along. Back in a moment. Back here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT on a Saturday night in Philadelphia. The end of what was a spectacular week in the Delaware Valley, J-Doc. And oh my, there was so much good buzz uh, around the city of Philadelphia. The hotels uh, were sold out. And just a huge shout out, uh, if we can, to the uh, Philadelphia building trades who went to work uh, and got that stage and got those 14 uh, large screens put up and everybody went to work uh, when it all started uh, and it was just a great week in the Delaware Valley. Well, certainly uh, one of the great weeks in the history of our lives. Uh, certainly the parade was beyond belief. And um, and by the way, when Dan Loney comes up after uh, you know at eight o'clock, I'd like to say I agree with Dan Loney uh, in in regards to what his thoughts are on the number of people who who showed up at that parade. Um, so we're happy to have um, Mike Ferraro on of of, of bridging the gap. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me, Joe? Absolutely. Great to have you, pal. Um, so um, y- y- you were telling me when I spoke to you earlier today that you had a great event yesterday. Tell me a little bit about that event. Oh, absolutely. We had our Top Gun career transition program at the joint base at McGuire Dix Lakers, and we had uh, 20 military candidates come out and spouses, and we had about 12 employers come out, and they did speed interviewing and learning career tactics and how to find a job. And of that, we know we got several that have many interviews uh, next week, second interviews, to get job uh, employment. And uh, we're so happy that uh, our employers, our sponsors are supporting this. And it's really, in the last two years, it's really taken off. I mean, that's exciting, and certainly, uh, you know, you're our co-host on our job shows, and, and uh, yeah, certainly we're, we're ecstatic when we hear that, and, and uh, looking forward to uh, all the many, epi- you know, episodes that we that we offer opportunities to our veterans. Uh, do we have, is Gary Richard, is, is he on the line? Yeah, hi, Joe, I'm here. Great to have you, Gary. Um, Thank you. You know, certainly, uh, you know, Mike... Mike Ferraro introduced us uh, to yourself. and uh, Tell us, uh, the, the business you own is Rich Success Academy. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I, I've developed a program that I call, it's a, it's a foundational program. Uh, oftentimes, you know, everybody wants you to, people to do uh, certain programs, but people don't know who they really are. So we have a program called the KEM Advantage. Know yourself, express yourself, and market yourself. The know yourself piece is a self-assessment that you do where it never really asks you what you want to do, but these are work samples that identify a person's natural abilities. What's really interesting, Joe, is that your natural abilities mature around the age of 14, and they stay with you throughout your entire life. So we have a great assessment program that I'm working with Mike on so that everyone, whether they're transitioning out of the Army or transitioning in life, when they do this assessment, Based on their results, we also have a career supplement that is right on. Mike has done this assessment. We've had multiple people do this. As a matter of fact, the assessment's been around for 90 years. 
We're just taking a different approach to it. Mike, um, Mike, Ferraro, yep. Mike Ferraro is on the line with us, along with uh, Gary Rich, just so the listening audience can um, understand uh, who is with us. Mike is the um, representing Bridging the Gap. He's our co-host in this initiative uh, that we've just uh, launched. And then uh, Gary Rich uh, is joining us, um, Rich Success Academy uh, are part of this segment. Guys, we're trying to figure out, or this initiative, um, the, the reason for the launch, the reason for the initiative um, is is to support what you do and to reach others who don't know how to do it. And that is secure opportunity or secure jobs. Where do the obstacles come from? Um, sometimes it's so obvious that we don't see it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that, Joe. One of the things that we try to do with our program is create, uh, help someone become self-confident, to become self-aware. And once they do that and they feel really good about themselves, it's going to make their relationship or uh, uh, with, with other people. Um, the other thing, too, I just wanted to mention is we, we have our Express Yourself, which is uh, a way that we teach people to speak one-on-one. And then, and then networking, the marketing side, you know, nobody puts together a strategy on networking. What is it that you want to do? And we take them through that whole process along with Mike and his team to figure out, you know, you got to have a strategy, right? People go to basketball camps, baseball camps, and why do they go there? To get better at what they do. We don't do that as a, as a culture. We just tell somebody, hey, go to college. But we can help them understand you know, we don't have all the answers, but we can put them in the right direction. Is it, is so, it, is it hard, Gary, sometimes for um, the individual who's trying to either secure employment or get the, get the interview or get the second interview? Um, is it hard for them to understand that or to grasp that? It seems so simple, yet it probably is very difficult. Well, some people are very comfortable in that one-to-one situation, and it's like anything, Joe. I think you become more comfortable the more that you do it, but if they can come out knowing a little bit more about themselves, they'll feel better. So when they're sitting across the table, that person on the other side is going to say, wow, this guy feels really good about what he does. On Mike's side, when you do an interview, you teach people about what they should know about the company so that when they go in, they're prepared to do that. That's very important. Plus, if you're going for a job that you're passionate about and you understand that you have the abilities to do that, which is what we bring to the table, it's really an amazing thing. Um, there's, there's no problem. Just, you know, and, and that, life, and, is a, life is a journey. And Gary, that's how I was going to go to uh, direct the mic. I was just, Mike, um, your yeah. pro, how do you and, and, and Gary work together um, in trying to uh, achieve your directives? So, so one of the things that the Top Gun Career Transition Program does for vets is we created this uh, theme called a strategy called IGNITE. So IGNITE is an acronym, and it begins with the letter I, of course, and I stands for Identify Your Natural Skills and Abilities. And with that, we use various assessments and tools and techniques on how to do that. And uh, Gary's program really would work very, very well, not only for the veteran community, but for other organizations as well. But it really helps them identify who they are and, and also career uh, linkage to, you know, opportunities that are out there that they could hopefully get into a career for. So that's how we work together, hand in glove, because a lot of the veterans are coming out. They're really not sure what they want to do, and this helps give them some kind of direction. Yeah, it, it, let's talk about um, some of the experiences that is both have had in regards to 
you know, a veteran, for example, when they first get out, uh, you know, say, say they're a combat veteran, they've been, you know, obviously overseas for, you know, a long time. Now they're trying to re-enter back into the workforce. What's that experience typically like for them? So, so entering back into the workforce, a lot of times they're just not sure what they feel that their uh, military experience, their MOS, their military occupation specialty, uh, what they did in the military will create or translate well into the civilian world because they're not sure. But uh, more and more, the employers are opening up their their doors to say we can we want that core value of of uh, that integrity first that service before self and being on time and and being you know uh, above above and beyond uh, when they go to do something mission first that so they're looking for that but from the technical side of the house they're just not sure sometimes and working with people like Gary to help identify their natural skills that can translate over is very important. And uh, and so it does help reduce a lot of risk and some uncertainty. Mike Ferrara joining us along with Gary Rich in the middle of a conversation. It's our uh, jobs initiative, part of the um, launch of the program. We're in show number two. Again, as J-Doc said when we, uh, in the last segment, we have full support uh, of uh, the city of Philadelphia and Councilman David O as we get this program uh, rolling. Michael, from the other side... Um, and then, Gary, you can follow up if you want after Michael answers the question. I w- I'm curious to your perspective as well. From the other side, meaning from the employer side, is there challenge from that side? Is there times when the employer doesn't understand the makeup of a veteran and that puts the veteran in a position where they do not get employed? Oh, we see it all the time, Joe. It's it's amazing. Uh, a lot of uh, hiring managers don't know the value of the veteran on what the, a military veteran can bring to their company. Sometimes they don't know how to interview a uh, military person in transition because they see somebody with a, an impeccable resume, and sometimes they don't understand the acronyms, as an example. But uh, I think one of the challenges the employers are having is is if they can uh, interview a, a military vet uh, in a way which they can ask behavioral questions, questions that would help uh, uncover some uh, achievements and, and so forth that they did maybe on the battlefield or in peacetime or you know back in uh, back in the squadron as an example, and and showcase those in a way which would come over in the business side or or in some kind of technology, then uh, that that hiring manager would be able then really make a better decision on that person. But a lot of times they don't understand the value of what they bring uh, because they don't understand what the cultural side of the house of a a veteran. But it's getting better to a degree, and and companies are embracing more military as we see all over on TV and and so forth. And so there is a positive movement. Gary, you say what? Yeah, um, uh, the work environment today, one of the things that we do with our assessment is we identify the work environment that's going to be most conducive to that person. For example, there's one part of it called we have a time frame orientation. Most people have never even heard of that before. Some people are very transactional in the way that they think about things. You know, a stockbroker likes to transact uh, quick, quick, uh, quick deals. Someone who wants to do, let's say, uh, a longer term project. If you take those people and put them into the right slots, because this assessment was developed to put the right person in the right place. If you switch them, they're going to be at a disadvantage. They're going to go into a, a job and they're going to say, oh, my God, this is, this is not going to work for me. So we need to also 
make sure that we're talking to the employers. So it's, it, it goes both ways. It's the employer as well as the potential employee. So that's a part of the culture that we have not really done over a long time. As I said before, we just literally tell people, go to college, go into the military. And if I might just mention something, oftentimes these young men go into the military at 18 with no idea of what they want to do. Um, this is perfect for them because they come out after five years. My son was in the Army. He had a master's degree. And even when he came out, they tell you that people want to hire you, but you got to have those skills. And that's really where Mike and I have made a pact that we will help these these guys and ladies find these opportunities. Gary, uh, before you go, can you tell our listeners uh, your website address and how they would contact you? Sure. Uh, the website is www.richsuccessacademy.com. Um, and when, if you go to the site, there's an area where <clears throat> I'm happy to have a 15-minute conversation, you know, 30-minute conversation to talk to you in a little more in-depth about the program. And we really look forward because we want, you know, we want everybody to be competitive. We want them to be successful. We want everyone to be successful. That's our goal. Well, Gary, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And, uh, uh, Joe, you you, uh, you want to um, transition us into the next segment? Uh, I'm going to get us into a commercial break, Jay. Doc, thank you very much. What is the chem advantage? Know yourself, express yourself, market yourself. Special thanks uh, to Gary Rich. Mike Ferrara will stay on the line when we come back. Maria Morales uh, will join us as well for our final segment here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, Mike Ferraro, Bridging the Gap, joining us here uh, on our Philly at Work Jobs Initiative show, along with J-Doc in the studio. Uh, I'm Joe Krause again. Uh, special thanks to Gary Rich, uh, who joined us in that last segment. The rapid fire, I know it's a lot of information uh, to consume. Uh, we'll do our best to at least spoon feed uh, the listening audience, and that includes me and J-Doc as well, to try and get as much information out as we can. Maria Morales uh, is going Going to join us. We're going to bring her in. Uh, Maria is a human resources professional with Prudential of Greater Philadelphia, uh, and she joins us uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT along with Mike Ferraro and Jay Doc. Maria, a good Saturday evening to you. We welcome you into the show. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Well, it's great to have you, Maria, and, and I, I'm looking over your, your, your bio and, and uh, words like energetic, tenacious leader, team builder, uh, you know, a mentor. Uh, tell us what you do and what uh, Prudential does for veterans coming back into the workforce. Okay, great question. Um, so a couple different things for myself, uh, just me having my transition from the military, uh, what, I, what I put out there on my LinkedIn profile for everyone to see is just something to let everybody know uh, the dedication and, and what I'm bringing to the, any organization that I'm a part of. So in, uh, in Prudential right now, what I actually am doing is I took a step away from human resources and was brought into um, an operations department to uh, assist the team to um, move past or uh, elevate, them, elevate them from low morale and, uh, and work performance issues. So it's been a, definitely a challenge, but a very welcome challenge that I took on and am very excited about the progress we've made. And uh, working for an organization like Prudential has been a phenomenal experience for me. Um, 
Oh, tell me. Oh, no, I was going to say one of the things you've done is you you've you've uh, you know you assisted in you know the military service members with their transition from military to the private sector workforce. Um, tell us what that's like uh, on both sides. Okay, so yes, it is definitely interesting to be on both sides of the fence of that. Uh, so for me, having that experience more recently back in 2015 doing that transition, definitely I can relate to the challenges that the veterans are facing now and the service members are facing in navigating um, once they leave the military. Um, um, on the outside of it, what I've done is, for example, is I was teaching a Department of Labor workshop where I assisted the service members with that transition, which is kind of a precursor to the Bridging the Gap event. So I was uh, teaching those workshops to service members. But on the other side of it, being in the prudential side, uh, has been as rewarding as well because I partner with our Veteran Initiatives Department, which is dedicated and solely focused on the veteran population and how we can recruit that great talent into our organization and not just recruit them, but mentor them and develop them and provide them resources so that they are here for the longevity and they are able to showcase uh, everything that they bring to the organization, all the value they bring. So I've been able to be a part of that. I've uh, participated in different types of uh, uh, programs that Prudential has been doing. So I'll give you an example of one. The Corporate Fellowship Program was recently uh, instituted here at the Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst. It began in August of, of, of last year, and Prudential is definitely leading the way on that. There are other partner companies that partner with that, but it's a fellowship program that enables us to recruit some of our service members into the program, and it basically gives the companies and the individuals who are applying for the program and participating in the program, it gives everybody an opportunity to almost like have a test run of working together. So it's a really great program that generally results, I don't have statistics for you, but it generally results in job offers being made. So it's a really great program. Maria Morales joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Mike Ferrara, let me bring you in in the conversation. Just a couple of minutes left before um, we reach the top of the hour and unfortunately must say goodbye. Um, but I want to I get you to bridge the gap. I want you to explain to the listening audience what it means to have an asset like Prudential, like a Maria Morales. Oh, it's, it's amazing. You know, they're one of our sponsors for Bridging the Gap for Veterans, and they lead from the front. Uh, when when uh, Marie and I met, it was a synergy right from the beginning. She uh, and the team uh, really get it, and, and one, because they both from the military, but also they have uh, their CEO is bought into this uh, from the top down. So so they're leading from the front and doing things that other companies should be, you know, want to take a look at. Uh, as an example, um, they uh, help sponsor some of the USO uh, service centers, especially the one in Newark, New Jersey, help stand that up, and, and a Pathfinder program that the USO does for financial planning. That's just a, one example of, uh, of some great things that a company can do. But the, on the other side is they're hiring. They're hiring military, active duty, guard, reserve, spouses. They're leading in, in a way which other companies uh, need to step up on as well. Before we go real quick, contact information for anybody interested in applying for a job or, you know, with Prudential through the programs. Um, yes, that is um, anybody can go to 
I'm sorry, I'm looking it up right here. That's okay. <laughs> it's jobs.prudential.com forward slash veterans. Anybody who wants to look at some of the opportunities that are available for them, that's definitely the way to go so that that way the Veteran Initiatives Department can actually look at any applications that come in through via that route. Maria Morales joining us here. And, Maria, certainly your time with us on Talk Radio 1210 tonight um, does not do you justice for the work that you do uh, and will continue to do. And we hope to have you uh, uh, invited and join us right here in the studio along with Mike Ferraro from Bridging uh, the Gap. Michael, real quick, as you mentioned uh, mentioned the USO, just a reminder uh, to you and to Maria, uh, uh, on Friday of this week, um, uh, 1210, Talk Radio 1210, will be doing a full radiothon uh, to benefit the USO. All of that uh, on Friday. Will, the radio station will be on location. I'll send you those details um, so you can participate or so you can come out and shake some hands if you would like to do that. Uh, Maria, thank you so much um, for taking time on a Saturday night. Uh, Michael, great job by you. As always, uh, our continued commitment to you to use this radio program to help deliver some success. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you both uh, to everybody as well. All right. All good stuff. That's Mike Ferraro, BridgingTheGap.Vet. Maria Morales from Prudential. Sorry that we couldn't keep Maria on much longer, Jay. I'll Doc, tell you what, though. She gave some great information. Yeah, great quickly. information. We'll have Maria certainly back uh, uh, and invite her to come into the studio uh, and be part of it. It's Philly at Work, our jobs initiative, just getting started here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. What a fast hour we had tonight, uh, ending what has been a very, very busy and an incredible week right here uh, in the city of Philadelphia. Again, special thanks to Sam Pond, uh, who kicked us off with breaking news on SB 936. As we say goodnight and we prepare you for Dan Loney. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.